What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scream Beans. This is episode 180. We're your host, Jerry Wilson. And Carolyn Chillick. And today we have Birds of Prey and the Whatever Whatever. Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Blah de blah de. <laughs> uh, Which it should be Harley Quinn and a little bit of Birds of Prey. Or should it just be Harley Quinn, let's do some other things? Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> uh, as far as news, the, the Oscars were last night and people won stuff. And one of them was Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker. And people lost stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I didn't watch any of it because I was watching Birds of Prey. Yep. Which I think I had a much better time. Sure. I mean, I usually just kind of look back on the highlights instead of having to sit through the whole show. Yeah, but well, the, the only award show that's worth anything is the, the Screen Bean Awards, that the magic beans that happened last week as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, right. wait. What? So, a little bit of news. It's not really news. Is this your Disney? Hey, I can. There's <laughs> go, some more news. Go for it. So, I know that you guys have all been on pins and needles, but I finally heard back from customer service this weekend, and apparently I have used my email address on a previous website of theirs. I don't remember what it was for, something with Founder Circle. I don't know. I, the only thing I can remember is if I put my email address on something to get updates about Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Anyway... That's the whole reason. So they said they have canceled that account. They are refunding me, fully refunding me for my, you know, prepayment. And that I just will have to set up a new account. So there's that. So technically I still don't have it because I'm not going to do it till I get my actual refund credited mm -hmm. to my card. But at least they got back to me. And finally, and only, only three months. Yeah, I think I talked to them the Monday or Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I've been meaning to call back because he says it was going to be about a month for them to get through, you know, I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll give them to the, to January. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't got around to it because it's kind of like, do I want to spend my entire Saturday on the phone with them again? So, hey, I, I heard back. I got... Saw my email this morning. The refund has been act is been started. So there's that. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what else do you got? Well, the other thing is does involve Disney. I was just saying that we had decided to add the new season of Clone Wars to oh. our uh, repertoire. Yeah, because it, it, uh, it starts, it starts the 21st? next. I think it starts next weekend. Next Friday. I'm guessing that they're going to do a one at a time. But I was kind of thinking about maybe um, on the Disney Plus site, they do have like the top 20 episodes kind of thing, like mm -hmm. what you should watch or whatever. And I was thinking, hey, you know, I might, I might watch some of those. All right. You do that. You attack it from that angle. And I'll attack it from not rewatching any of it. What? Hey, any chance to see a young <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, real and or fake? I mean, fake as in cartoon. I'll take it. Okay. Give me something to do. Well, speaking of Ewan McGregor, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. Enter at your own risk. 
All right, birds of prey. I was thinking we'll do something a little different because I think it might make the show better. Instead of us just kind Why of... Why would we want to do anything to make the show better? Well, randomly just kind of jumping into things. Let's just let's just see how it goes. Talking about what we liked it's the about... the 2020. Yeah. If, after a few years, I think we maybe, maybe we're figuring things out. Who knows? Mm. Maybe, or maybe not. Or maybe it's just trash. Hey, let us hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was thinking was, let's talk about all the good stuff. First, the things that we enjoyed and all that, and then we'll move on to the bad stuff. And we'll do that with all the movies, all the shows that we do. Sounds good. Instead of just randomly jumping in. And that, you know, I think we go down a rabbit hole when it's when we start railing on something. It's like... It just rails. We, we just, off the rails. We, off the rails. <laughs> we can't, can't seem to get back on. So, Birds of Prey. My, my bar for this was, was really low. I'm not a huge overall Harley Quinn fan in general. That goes from the cartoons, comic books, to the movie stuff. So I really wasn't looking forward to the movie. But I will say, I do like how Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn. And now, like, when watching this movie, it's like I... She is Harley Quinn to me. She kind of takes on that character. So it's like I see Harley Quinn. Now, for me, Harley Quinn is more of just kind of a side character, kind of with Joker. It's fine to have kind of a offshoot episode every once in a while with Harley Quinn doing something with Poison Ivy or something like that, which I kind of figured this movie was kind of like her little offshoot Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I liked her as Harley Quinn. I really like um, the actress who played Black Canary. I thought she did a, an awesome job. I'd like to see more Black Canary in future films on doing whatever stuff. I liked the action in here, though you have to kind of, you know, suspend reality a bit. But it is a comic book movie. So right. a lot of the fight scenes and stuff like that, there's some stuff that absolutely could never and would never happen in a real fight. But it makes it really entertaining. Well, plus, yeah, like you said, it's a comic book movie. And it was a rated R movie, so there was a lot of in the action scenes and the fight sequences that I almost, you know, I don't like seeing people's legs go in the wrong direction and, you know, all the splatter and, you know, mm-hmm. over-the-top stuff. Some. I, you know, I usually kind of cover my eyes or kind of look away like, yeah, kind of thing. And but it's it goes with what the story is telling. So, And with, with me, I going into it and you first see somebody's legs get broken in a wrong way and you see blood from somebody else or they show some somebody getting their face ripped off, I was kind of like, whoa, this must be rated R. I guess I just naturally thought going into it that this was going to be like a PG-13 kind of thing, but I didn't really realize it. I mean, I feel like it was almost like it could have been PG-13, and they're like, let's just do a lip. Because, I mean, yeah, there were moments, but there wasn't like over the top, like you would think of some of the rated R movies. Like, I mean, I would say Deadpool is way more blood and guts and gore and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like they, they probably had to back off of it 
Yeah. To keep Even it Even like uh, Logan. Like, I mean, I felt like both of those were a lot more R mm-hmm. than this was. I think this one probably did just, just enough. like one more scene than it needed to to get it over the, the threshold yeah. of, of rated R. And I, I will say, I wonder, could you have just backed off a couple of those things to make it a PG-13? And would it have done better at the box office? I don't know. Because I feel like if it was PG-13, we would have been saying, why didn't they? It's Harley Quinn. It's why didn't they just go the mm. extra mile to make it R? Uh-huh. I think that if the bad thing is, is that when you're going to make it R, then you need to advertise it as it doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of, so going in, you, you know, you'll get the fans that might want more of that. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. But I also like the way that they kind of told the story, mm-hmm. like how Harley Quinn is, I mean, she's pretty much the narrator of the story and she kind of tells it. And then she's like, wait a minute, let me, let me go back. And, and so it kind of reminds you of how somebody would actually tell a story. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, let me, oh, I need to tell you this little backstory Kind of how part. we do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, you get to a point and you're like, cause it's almost like you ask yourself, wait a minute, why is she here? And then she's like, hold up, I think I need to tell you something. And then she backs it up. And then you might see some of the stuff you might have already seen, mm-hmm. but kind of a, from a different point of view, or um, it's happening at the same time as something else. And then at the end of that scene, you you kind of catch up to be like, oh, okay, that's, yeah. okay, I get it. And I felt like that was kind of, it was a fun way of telling the story. Mm-hmm. It kind of went with the... Um, you know, Harley Quinn of it all. Yeah. And, um, and like, I agree with you. I mean, she definitely has grown on me. I feel like in this movie, she maybe was a little bit more toned down than how she was in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt like her voice wasn't as like, I mean, she still had the accent. She still did the thing, but yeah. I felt like it was a lot more over the top in Suicide Squad than yeah. it was here. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, um, I do like how they... But man, just a man. I mean, her doing over top Harley Quinn for the whole time. I'm kind of glad that they kind of yeah they back, backed off it a little bit. Because it, I mean, it, it might not have annoyed other people, but it probably would have annoyed me to have over the top Harley Quinn for two hours. I thought the, what she did in this film was was perfect. And I do like how they kept her being not good. Like... What I feel mm-hmm. like X-Men is they made Mystique good, like 100% good guy. Yeah, the vast majority of the time, and Mystique like, was good because of who was playing her because they were trying to cash in. And Harley Quinn, she's she's bad. She's just not as bad. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not the psycho killer bad, but she is the psycho. Yeah, she kind of she has her moments of back and forth, you know, doing... Good, I'm not going to kill this kid because I'm not a kid killer, mm-hmm. but I might sell her out because I'm just trying to save my own skin. Yeah. And then I might feel bad about it, but then I'll move mm-hmm. on. And, you know, it's kind of like, that's kind of where she fits in. Because, I mean, she's kind of gone back and forth, helps Batman a little bit for something. And mm-hmm. then she, like, ends up screwing him over and then doing her own thing. But Yeah. yeah. But, and I uh, thought this, I, this kind of fell right into... Yeah, that like her not becoming her. one of the birds of prey. I'm like, good. 
Yeah, and so like yeah, especially like at the end of that where they're all together at the diner and all that, and then her and Cassandra, yeah, ditched and then stole Black Canary's car. Perfect. Yeah, that's what Harley Quinn would have done. She's not hanging around to be with the birds of prey and all this stuff. Like girl, gal pals. Yeah, it's like she she's she hangs out every once in a while and does things like that, and then she kind of disappears and does her own thing, bad thing. And all that, mm-hmm. which I which I thought was good. Another thing that I really liked was the hyena. Loved the hyena, <laughs> and his name was Bruce. <laughs> now, I saw on one of her charms on her necklace it said Bruce. Was that for the hyena? I guess. Like she was wearing that because the hyena is Bruce. I assume she named the hyena Bruce because does she, does she like Bruce Wayne? Who knows? I mean, I'm sure she knows who he is, and he's mm-hmm. probably a big name in Gotham. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you can't mm-hmm. have that kind of a coincidence in yeah. Gotham. Yeah. But I thought the hyena, I thought it, it looked good. I, I enjoyed having the, the he was hyena kind of, he was in fun. there. Yeah. And I liked how she kind of, like, all these guys, you know, they found out she was um, not with the Joker because she had kind of a level of protection because mm-hmm. the Joker was protecting her. And then when people find out, and it kind of did like the little graffiti kind of who this was and the mm-hmm. grievance and, you know, all this different stuff. And, yeah, um, which I thought all that was, was visually cool. Yeah, I thought they had fun with it. I felt like it didn't feel like Suicide Squad, I felt like, was too choppy. This one, I felt like they kind of learned mm-hmm. what didn't work in Suicide Squad and kind of um, figured out some of that part, but still kept the fun aspect of it and the kind of like i said before like the harley quinn of it all yeah so i mean i I think they did a good job of i mean i felt like i was entertained Mm -hmm. the whole time the story was a little confusing what they're trying to bring all this stuff together i think sometimes it felt a little bit forced but overall i felt like the story itself was very entertaining and kind of you know kind of all coming together you kind of you know Mm -hmm. but all right. Well, do you want to get on to the bad things? <laughs> well, I think also one thing that is kind of a good and bad, like there's parts I like and parts. So, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's character. Yes. I liked his character. I don't like that he was Black Mask because he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And But his craziness, I felt like he did a good job of like, you never knew when he was just going to go off the rails. So... Everybody yeah. who was around him at all times was tense. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Black Canary, you know, she becomes his driver. And, you know, there's a few scenes where he's like, he's fine. He's like, oh, it's all good. And then, you know, you say one wrong thing and it's like, snap. Mm-hmm. And Or you're I, like a laughing across the room and he thinks that you're laughing at him. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, you're toast. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a f- face anymore. <laughs> Which, okay, I like that aspect of it, too. I like the whole black mask thing of him and Victor taking off people's faces. I liked him having this obsession with tiny skulls and weird masks masks and and all that stuff. I thought all of that stuff was really cool. And I know... You and I, before this movie came out, before we saw any trailers or anything like that, and we knew that Ewan McGregor was Black Mask, but when we saw in like the first teaser trailer his actual face, we were kind of wondering, okay, 
how are they going to get to what we know as the comic character Black Mask? I don't really like how they got there, but I did like your little spitball idea that you had earlier today. Well, well, what I was thinking is that when they were showing him peeling people's faces off, is that mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Yeah. And then at some point, something happens to him, or you know, he does it to him, something to yeah. where he doesn't have a face, and then it ends up being the black mat. You know, like yeah, something odd happens like that instead of him just putting on. I mean, it a, really just a looked black like an, mask. It just really looked like some sort of S and M mask. <laughs> That he put on. It did. So and, I wasn't. I, so I wasn't impressed with with. Because when he actually put it on, it. it wasn't as scary as just his normal crazy, crazy face. face. Yeah. And because you didn't see his lips move, you could barely, you know, see his face. I mean, his face mm-hmm. didn't move because it was just yeah. all mask, and it kind of that part of it kind of made it to where it was like it kind of dialed down the crazy instead of amping it up like it was supposed to do. Like, if he would have went mad and, like, did some sort of self-mutilation mm-hmm. and something with the black mask. Yeah, I think I, I think he, need, he needed to do something else other than just, okay, now I'm really pissed off and upset. I'm putting on my black mask because now I mean business kind of thing is what it kind of felt like. And I was like, yeah, okay. Right. When he finds out the driver betrayed him. Like, and that's one. it's like, really, you're going to leave your phone out like that? Yeah, I know. Really? I, I saw, I was like, oh, come on. You're not like putting it upside down or like not even have it out. Have it on your person, not just whatever. I guess they had to get to that point and they're like, oh, let's just leave the phone out. People leave their phone out. We'll just have somebody text. Oh, I'll meet you there. Kind right. Of. whatever so um so yeah so i do think that there are there are um and then i felt like the character of zaz i mean Mm -hmm. i felt like he he wasn't scary psycho to me no he was more like a dipshit psycho like he was like he seemed like dumb dumb psycho it's like he didn't really he didn't he didn't scare me or anything like that. He's showing all of his his scars of everybody that he's cut and all that stuff. It's like you really, I mean, you you don't scare me. And I felt I think that character needed to be, he needed to be different. I mm-hmm. think he needed to be different. It's like you said, you know, when we weren't on the podcast, the one from Gotham, I that that Victor was was better than this one. Like he was scarier, he was creepier. I mean, he just had that that look that was just like, all right, don't fuck with him at all. Mm-hmm. But this one, you just he just kind of seemed like more of just kind of a. I mean, the Victor Zaz wouldn't have had his pocket picked. No, he did. He seemed. I mean, he seemed like a like a dumbass. Yeah, and the whole fact of them losing that like that, I'm like that. Uh uh-uh. uh, that would never have. And if Road of Black Mask Ronus, what was his name? Ronan's Ronan. I don't know. Anyway, um, if if he was as crazy as he would, it would be like, hey, we lost your your diamond. You get shot in the. I mean, you would lo- lose a face for that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that's why Victor was like, oh, yeah, she took it before we got it. Because he never told, mm. yeah, we had it and we got pickpocketed. Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, yeah, she stole it. Well, that's true. It's like, okay, how does this little girl get in there to steal it? Uh-huh. And talking about the little girl, I'm just kind of, I'm lost and confused with the little girl. Because the little girl, to me, in the comics, grows up to be orphan, who is pretty much a badass fighting ninja who doesn't have very good social skills and this girl is a pickpocket person for me i i I don't i don't see how she would go from that to being orphan Mm -hmm. being some badass i don't think harley quinn will get her to that (laughs) no i don't so it's like i don't so i don't know where her character is going to kind of go i i just naturally assume by the way that she was in this film she's not going to be the orphan that i know from the comic books she'll just go somewhere else Mm -hmm. do something else i who knows but then again i can't see her being with harley quinn Forever anyways. Because I can't see Harley being with her. I see eventually Harley's going to go back to the Joker. Yeah. Because that's what she does. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be some... I mean, you know, if they keep going on this, you know, path. I mean, I'm not putting any eggs in a basket of us seeing any more movies. Like, with that going on and on. Harley Quinn, too. Oh. Th- so, I mean, I no. don't really worry. I don't feel like anybody has thought about... The, and, and future stuff. And I think from what DC has, has mentioned before, you know, over the past year, that they're just doing one-off films. So I think that, yes, there was glimpses in this film of the Suicide Squad stuff and all that. But I think for the most part, they're just kind of sticking to their, we're just going to do a one-off film and we're just going to try to make it as good as possible. We're not going to connect them or do any of that stuff. And if you look at it that way, this film was fine. Yeah, I feel like where where this story kind of fails is in some of the character development. I feel like yes. that's where the biggest fails are in this movie. Character development and some of the dialogue with these characters. Like, I feel that the Huntress... Was completely wrong. Yeah, Just I me, not putting words in your mouth. <laughs> just just. I me. just feel like... Her character, I felt like, should have been more badass, and then they kind of made fun of her. Mm-hmm. Trying to get her to have her much. little catchphrase entrance thing, and yeah, I'm the huntress, and they're like, "Oh, you're the crossbow killer," and she's like, "No, I'm the no, huntress." I'm not the crossbow killer, and she's practicing like, in the mirror saying all this. I mean, and I can, I feel like she would have been like, "I don't give a fuck what you call me. I'm killing you, and yeah. then I'm done." Or, I think you know, she needed to be a more a more serious seasoned assassin instead of coming across as an upset teenager. Well, yeah. And I feel like it's yeah, trying to I just, figure things out and no, so like no social skills. I mean, I don't know. It just felt like they went the wrong way. Like they had it right up to a point And then it's like, then they just overshot the landing or like they just mm-hmm. totally blah. I felt like so. I felt her character was was weak. I also felt like that Renee Montoya, the um, her character, was not believable. Like, I don't feel like she's the badass cop. No, that you know they want to make her seem like she is. Um, I felt like. See, I think with 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 her, I think some of that has to be for me. 
I thought they miscast that role. Yeah, I think they miscast that role. Now with the Huntress, I don't think they necessarily miscast that role. I think that was just a they messed up the writing and or the directing, probably both, of that character. Mm -hmm. But for me, there's also bigger things. But I'll let you finish about your Montoya. I didn't mean to step all over you. (laughs) Well, I I mean I do feel like a little bit of wrong casting, but still, what they're trying to make her into. They didn't show anything to prove that she was that badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the time they have her in some stupid t-shirt and all she is is like talking to the captain who supposedly took all the credit for her stuff and mm-hmm. and then she doesn't give a fuck at the end and then she starts her own birds of prey detective agency or something. And I'm like you you show her doing her like and then they joke about 80s movie dialogue kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just felt like she didn't seem badass enough. And I do feel like a little bit of his, the actress, I don't see as a tough badass bitch kind of character. I think no. that it's, she's more of a, I don't know. It's something, it's something is just like you said, miscast. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, there's something. It's like they just couldn't figure out the right combination to get that character right, to to be what they needed her to be in this movie. Yeah. And then I think that um, the other thing is Black Skull. Uh, <laughs> Black Mask. I was about to say, that's not right. Black Mask. I feel like they had it right up to a point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was was it like they did they're paying for Ewan McGregor, so they didn't want to waste. And I feel like But that, that goes like back to what can. we always say. We want to see the characters, not the actor playing the character. Yeah. And like so, I want to see something that looks fucking awesome and looks like Black Mask. I don't want to see Ewan McGregor be Ewan McGregor the whole fucking time and then at the very end put on a dipshit-looking mask. Right. Because I felt like the character was... He played it well. He just wasn't Black Mask. I mean, because he didn't have the black face. And, I mean, that's kind of part of what makes him scary. Mm -hmm. But they kind of made him look... You know, and I don't know enough about the background of some of these characters to be like, you know, he's just a playboy that got kicked out of his family's fortune, and now he's trying to make prove himself mm-hmm. by being, you know, sociopath. So I didn't think, you know, that was very well done. So, I mean, I think those were the three biggest missteps. There's a, you know. You know, dialogue, I would say, is, you know, has missteps, you know, within it to where it's kind of like, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's my biggest pet peeves is some of those characters. I'm like, I just can't believe these as what you're trying to make them to be. And I guess another thing for me is, to me, this this movie, it was it was titled all wrong for me. It should not have been Birds of Prey. Because it's not even... It, it, it shouldn't have been because it was narrated by Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was the one telling the story. She was in it the vast majority of the time. And it did feel a little forced at the end when they do fight together, how mm-hmm. they all get to the same place. It 
it did feel a little forced to get them to fight together. I mean, couldn't couldn't you have just called this the whatever the fabulous, fantabulous emancipation fan- of Harley Quinn? Yeah, you could have just called it that. Yeah, I just I, I don't. I felt like that. You know, have it, the Birds of Prey felt forced. And then to it try really to felt make it. forced, and then it felt really fucking weird at the end after you see all all of them at the diner and Harley Quinn and Kane leave. That then you see that Montoya, Black Canary, and Huntress form a team called Birds of Prey. They all have these matching blue uniform things, which looks fucking ridiculous. And to me, there is no way. That is birds of prey. Like they should have completely left birds of prey right. out of this altogether. Because you still could have had black canary. You still could have had a huntress. You could have had a badass huntress in here. You didn't have to call it birds of prey because Harley Quinn, from time to time, gets together and does other things. This could have been that. Mm-hmm. But if you throw something out there and you make it the main title, main title, birds of prey, and you don't have Batgirl in it. Then you're off your fucking rocker. Mm-hmm. You just are. Right. Like, and, and I mean, I feel like, yeah, they had Black Canary in there. Literally one scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do people know this about her? Because they were like, Harley Quinn's like, do your thing. It's like, do do people know that you could do this? And you just. Yeah. Uh, see, and I didn't, not? I didn't understand that. Did, did Hugh McGregor, did he know? Or, I mean, that he she didn't even know she could no? fight. So I would assume he didn't know that either. I mean, you know, she broke a glass I think when she was singing. There was just a there was just some missteps in here that they could have tweaked and done differently. Mm-hmm. That would have made the overall experience even better mm-hmm. than what it was. I mean, yes, it was entertaining. It was a fun little film, but I think there there's some things that they could have done to make it even better. Yeah, but then it goes back to. My biggest pet peeve about this movie is I don't need it. <laughs> there you why? Have it, why are we wasting my it. time with a Harley Quinn Birds of Prey that doesn't even have a Bat Girl in it? When I'm still waiting on anything else, a good Green Lantern, a Flash movie, but uh, yes, I mean anything that is a good. Why try forcing these? anti-hero movies well I, I don't i don't know if it's just is because... it because everything has to be dark so we have to do all villains the only thing that works in dc movies is dark batman dark then we got to do suicide because it's dark we got to do harley quinn because she's a bad guy so let's have it could be dark everything has to be in gotham because it's dark it's you know we can't do anything i i i don't know i don't know why they decided to go down this path and it's like wasn't it like is it just because is it the same bad thing with ooh we have Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique so let's go down this path ooh we have Robo uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn let's go down this path cuz well, she's I think a big that, name I think and people like her I think that's part of it cuz I think when they finished the Suicide Squad movie that people really enjoyed Harley Quinn and then you heard all that all the news coming out that Margot Robbie is writing the script yeah to do a Harley Quinn movie where it's like I and I just assume that DC and Warner Brothers liked the script enough and were just trying to ride coattails of of her popularity on the other one said yeah 
let's get, let's go ahead and do this. And you know what? We might even get some more eyeballs watching this thing if we call it Birds of Prey and have Black Canary and the Huntress in here. But you well overshot that because this is in no way, shape, or form a Birds of Prey movie. Because you are missing who I consider to be the main one. Yeah. And so... Going back to... I mean, even even without her, it's not like there's birds of prey at any point in this, except for... No, there's the not. Very end, the very when end, when they show, her for, show it for literally 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they say, and it's like... It's like that whole... The whole birds of prey could have could have been so much better. It did not belong And now you've anywhere. wasted birds of prey. Yes. You completely wasted it. So say you... Roll out with a Batgirl movie, which it was rumored at one point, but I'm sure that got thrown on the floor. Because you roll out with that and say that that was a success, you could roll into a Birds of Prey, an actual Birds of Prey film that could have had Batgirl, Black Canary, and the Huntress in there. And it would have, and I say it would have been fucking awesome. But DC and Warner Brothers is doing it, and their whole movie thing is foobarred right now. But it's like, that's where that should have gone. This should have just been a fantabulous Harley Quinn movie and kept it at that. You still could have had those other characters in here, but just leave Birds of Prey out of it mm-hmm. entirely. And right. then I don't want I don't need to see a Flash movie. As long as they're carrying Ezra Miller, I don't want I don't need to fucking see it. I don't want to fucking see it. I'm not saying it has to be him. I'm just saying, why not give me a good movie about a good guy? I know. But from what I've seen, they're continuing to move forward with Ezra Miller as Flash. And they're going to go down this dark Flash thing because that's where Ezra Miller wants to go. Ezra Miller, to me, is by no means, by no means, the Flash. Needs to be recast. Throw him out. Start over. Let's get some, let's get some... Some hope, some light, some of that in there. We don't need dark. We need, we need your your tent pole characters, not Harley Quinn <laughs> and this mess that you gave us. Right, and Shazam. I mean, that was your one, you know, light movie. But it's like, I mean, but even at that, I mean, I mean, even at that, I mean, I think that movie probably could have been could have been better. But but it, it's Shazam and. I mean, when you have you need to start with like your top notch ones. I mean, you can do. It's like all you. It's like all you want to do is just do variations of Batman. Mm-hmm. Is is it? And then hope that you get lucky on some of these, so that you can make a sequel, so that you can you know try to pick up the rest of the scraps of money. Yeah, is what it is. It's like so you have Wonder Woman, and I sure hope that. Wonder Woman 84 that comes out is that that bright and hopeful and all this stuff, which from looking at the trailers, it, it's got a very strong possibility of being. I'm, I, I love the first one, so I have high hopes for this one. I just hope I don't get let down. But I have a feeling that what they did with Black Mask in here and what they possibly will end up doing with Cheetah in there I'm telling you right now, Carolyn. Uh-oh. <laughs> that if Let me che- write it down. If Cheetah isn't Cheetah, I'm going to lose my shit. I don't need to see Kristen Wiig 
wearing a cheddar cheddar. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Chester Cheetah. I don't need to see a cheetah printed onesie. Mm-hmm. I I want I want the real thing. I want a character who is comic when we, when book we, accurate. Yeah, when we do when we do our magic bean for the 2020 year that we put her in for best CGI character. Mostly I, I think I'm completely And the thing is is wasting that, my hope on that. I mean, and what we've seen like with other superhero movies and I hate to like always you know compare marvel to dc but marvel has done great things with rocket who is a literal raccoon yes and is awesome Mm -hmm. i don't need to see a person that looks like a raccoon he is a literal raccoon that's 100 percent cgi and it works yeah well i I mean a lot of and i mean i can't think of other ones at the top of my head but you mean even like Groot and other? Well, Thanos. Yeah. Thanos is badass. I mean, Marvel knows how to do it. It's They're like just they like, can be. You can be comic book accurate and not be a person yes. in a suit. And but yet Fox is is unable to do it, even though they are no longer around to do this stuff anymore. But they couldn't do it with Apocalypse. They spit the bit on Apocalypse. Like Apocalypse should have been similar to. Yeah, Thanos, and look just as badass. But they poo-pooed all over that, and they roll out Oscar in blue paint, like yeah. he was part of the Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. It was it was horrible. Yeah. And now, with what we've seen so far from DC, and they roll out with the black mask and all that. Now, I will say, Black Manta, that was comic book accurate. That was badass. But it, that's just. A helmet in a suit. Yeah. Can you do like a legit character in CG that looks like that? I mean, I don't know if if they have done one through all of the movies yet. Because the only CG character, I mean, like Doomsday, failed on that. <laughs> he looked like he was from those one movies, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> some shit like that. Well, yeah. Well, we know Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was garbage. And Ares was garbage. Ares was garbage. Um, like, I, I I, don't think they've done it. I mean, they they look... Uh, I just don't understand how the... We know that the capabilities are out there. We know they have yes. the money. Why aren't you... Because that's the one thing... Poach, man. Poach. Poach people off of the Marvel, Marvel people. All the people that are doing that. Well, then the thing is, is that you know, with Wonder Woman, it was a great movie up until that. Like, if I watch rewatch Wonder Woman, I get to a certain point, and then I'm like, I'm out. Like Ares should have been badass in there. Like yeah. he should have looked badass instead of the dipshit looking guy that he was in a horrible looking trash can suit that he was wearing. Yeah, like he should have been badass. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for Steppenwolf, which. To me, I look at Steppenwolf as they just didn't, they just didn't finish him. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like he was like step two of a five step process, <laughs> and they just didn't get there. Like they because, ran out of time because the Warner Brothers executives wanted this movie to come out this year so that they could get their fucking bonus. Fans be damned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't understand what what's the deal, man. 
What's I, the I, deal? I don't I don't get it. I was like sitting here trying to think of a a decent CGI character that they've had in the in the DC. I mean the closest I'm that they've gotten. I'm hard I mean, pressed. I mean I would say that Aquaman is the only one where they've had CGI characters. Yeah, like the the drench kit, yes, the drench, and you know a lot badass. of those, you know, Aquaman characters. I thought that that's that movie was. I mean, I enjoy that movie mm-hmm. beginning to end, and I felt like all the CGI was great in it. Now take that uh-huh. and do it to somebody that is a main villain, because I mean, the sea creatures in there, the mm-hmm. crab people. You know, a lot of that stuff in there mm-hmm. was CGI. They took the time. They got it done right. Yeah, man, the swimming did they take and, the time? Yeah. yeah, they did. They they extended it by a year or so. Yeah, and it was worth it. Yes, it was. And I felt like, okay, now, that was, in, I mean, now, was it 85% of the movie is CGI? When you have one character that you need to do CGI, if you can do that, come on. You can do one. <laughs> You can do one. Yes. When it's supposed to be your main villain that is comic book accurate, mm-hmm. you can do it. And I, I sure hope Wonder Woman has taken the time to do something. Because remember, that movie was supposed to come out this last November. Mm-hmm. And they pushed it. They yeah. They pushed it back. So I'm hoping that with them doing that, that the CGI that we get in here is going to be awesome. It, it it needs to be, and Cheetah needs to be, and I still think that Cheetah is going is not the main villain. That there there is something, whatever happens with what's his nut, I forget his name. Uh, the villain, the guy. Uh, oh, Maxwell Lord. Yes, that there's something going to happen with him. Whatever happens with him, whatever entity or whatever he's talking to, if we see it, it better be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, are you ready for grades? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Grade for Birds of Prey. Colon. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's just call it Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> um, what are you going to give it? Ladies first. Um, I'm giving it a C. Okay. Um, I'm giving it a C because would I... <laughs> Need to see it in theater, eh. and I felt like that it was had its good points and it's had it, the bad points, and they pretty much even each other out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a a nice solid C is what I'm feeling. Okay, I I completely agree. I I am also going to give it a C. I thought it was fun, entertaining. Um, it missed the mark on some stuff where I felt that they could have improved it and it would have been would have been better i don't feel like you know you need to go see this at the movies or anything but i think it's a solid rental if you're just hanging out on a friday saturday night and be like you know what let's just let's go ahead and rent this good little I, time i definitely don't understand how it's gotten so much certified fresh i mean it has such a high rating in uh rotten tomatoes yeah speaking of that because when last thursday i checked and at that time, it had 67 critics, and it had a 96% score for the critics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to stay at 96. I thought, okay, well, where it's starting at now with 67, 
It'll probably fall between 80. 67? I mean, 96. Well, I had 67 critics. Oh, okay. Okay. That did that gave it the 96%. Okay. That I thought that, okay, it's going to fall in the 80s, probably somewhere in the low 80s is probably where it's going to end up leveling out at. And that's where it, it kind of did. I think it fell a little shorter than I thought it was going to at 80%. But it is a certified fresh. Mm-hmm. And the Justice League would have killed to get an 80% certified fresh. Do, do we even remember what they got? No, it's probably in the 20s. <laughs> I bet you 20, 24, 30-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's below 50. Mm-hmm. But that's with, you know, 276 critics. So I would imagine everybody who's voiced this since we're through the first weekend is going to voice it. So it's probably going to stay at 80%. Yeah. And then the audience score, kind of right in line, 81%. Which is still high. Yeah, I think for for this movie, uh, it's still high, but yet it's not showing the return on investment, I guess, with only making $33 million in the U.S., and then the global was 81. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in, it's a rated R film, 81 million bucks global. I mean, it's still low. Still low mm-hmm. when you look at Deadpool, which made like 150 U.S. or, or whatever. In the first but, weekend? Yeah, first weekend. Because mm-hmm. it was it was like the highest rated R film of yeah. the time, or what, it broke whatever, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it could have done better. I think some of the stuff that we've talked about, I think could have made it mm-hmm. better. Yeah, of course. And then I think some They of, should listen to us more. Yeah, and I think some of, some of this some of this probably has to just do with the whole DC Warner Brothers backlash of their movies and films suck. Mm-hmm. It's like, you really didn't, you, if you're DC and Warner Brothers, you really didn't need this ding. Because I look at this, this, this is a ding. <laughs> this... You've so let, let's let's see how Wonder Woman does. Maybe Wonder Woman can be the savior yet again and try to get this whole thing back on track. And then hopefully James Gunn's Suicide Squad doesn't poo-poo it again. Hopefully James Gunn's name will carry some yeah. kind of weight for fans. Although to it does go fall into the category shot. of why do I need to see another Suicide Squad? Yes, I I. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. But it's like, gotta have I'm done. I'm done with this anti-hero crap. <sighs> okay. So obviously What's our rank? Our our rank is it's 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 number one. It's number one. It, this will most I, I can't say most likely will be the only time that we say number one because right now I, I believe the next movie up for us, as long as it's still gonna be on the list, is Bloodshot. With Vin Diesel, which I know is your kryptonite, um, but that's the next movie that we have up. It's a Sony, it's a Sony thing, and we kind of know how Sony's kind of hit and miss when it comes to some of this comic book movie stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens with that. So on our DC live action movie rankings. Mm-hmm. I, all right, let me just go through my list. I'll go through my list and you can go through your list because you forgot to bring your list. So we're sharing a <laughs> list right now. Okay. I will say at number eight, Suicide Squad. Number seven, Man of Steel. Number six is Justice League. 
Number five, Batman versus Superman. Number four, Shazam. Number three is Birds of Prey for me. I thought that it, it, it did enough to make it fun and entertaining. And the way this story was told by Harley Quinn, I enjoyed it. Going head to head with Shazam, I think there's more stuff in Birds of Prey that I could sit through again. More, more so than Shazam. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like Shazam kind of has, it's kind of a, a trailer movie for me. It's got, got a, it, it's, it's got some high points in there, but then there's some stuff that I just really don't care about. And so I would just watch the, <laughs> watch the trailer for Shazam. <laughs> so then I have Aquaman staying at number two and Wonder Woman as number one. There you go. So Carolyn, Pass that sheet over to you. <laughs> okay. So, I feel like I am going with number eight, Suicide Squad. Number seven, Man of Steel. Number six, Batman versus Superman. Number five, Justice League. Number four, Shazam. And number three, Birds of Prey. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I went back and forth between Shazam and Birds of Prey. And Shazam is a fun movie. But the overall action versus kid kind of movie, I feel like, ah. And there's just there's some parts of Shazam that for me are is just kind of slow. Mm -hmm. With... It like took With a long time for it to build up. Yes, it's like I feel like they could have gotten to the whole superheroing stuff sooner than all the antics and stuff that he was doing with the powers. But with Birds of Prey, I mean, it's it's it moves at mm -hmm. a pretty good pace, and there's a lot of action and a lot of stuff going on. I didn't once sit there and think that it was dragging on. Yeah, like there's been some spots in Shazam where it kind of had this low part for me yeah and so then with me it's number two is wonder woman and number one is aquaman yeah i like yeah. me some aquaman I, I i mean the reason wonder woman is not number one you can bring it all the way to aries because yeah, I, I, I can't watch the whole movie i i know i know you get to a certain part where i you just i can't shut it off I, Aquaman, I can't. I can't. Watch I can't not disagree with you <laughs> on that mm -hmm. because it's 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 there. I know when I watch it and I get to that part, I'm kind of done with the movie myself. But I, you know, keep going. Keep going because I I need to see it through completion. But <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. This summer with Wonder Woman 84, mm -hmm. see where she's going to fall. I, like I said, I, I have very high hopes for it. I, I mean, mean, I have trailer, like top spot Trailers high. for Wonder, uh, Warner Brothers have never disappointed with trailers. They can, they might as well just make a movie company of trailers because they know how to do a good trailer. Yeah. Now, do I complain? Because sometimes I feel like they show too much. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you get to a certain point and I'm like, I'm done watching their trailers because I've seen the whole movie. 
Yes, I agree. Wonder Woman's trailer is awesome. The music for it is awesome. Whoever they that's whoever's making those is like you're actually doing your job well. Mm-hmm. Way to go being the only one. So <laughs> that 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 is you know so I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. But yes, will it be all that we want it to be? I mean, I'm. I hope so. It's like I'm, I'm hoping that it is in line to be the best DC film yet. I'm hoping that it's fighting for the top spot like it was a few years ago when it, it was the top spot mm-hmm. of the movies. I think that this year with movies sets up pretty well for it to be the top spot like it did that year that it came out. Because that year that it came out, there wasn't like your Avengers mm-hmm. Movies, they didn't come out that year. Star Wars didn't come out that year, I don't think. Um, or maybe it did. I, fuck, I don't know. But I think it has the chance to be overall number one. Yeah. So those are where my expectations are for it. We will see. And if I don't get a comic book accurate cheetah... It will not be. It just won't. I will refuse maybe, to maybe put it, it will, there. Maybe it'll just be Kristen Wiig in like one of those um, like pajama <laughs> onesies. <laughs> she has like a Snapchat looking <laughs> cheetah thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So. All right. Well. All right. I think that's it. I thought that was solid. Solid as a rock of gold. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, we might be back later this week. We still have a Witcher podcast coming at you soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, whenever we get to it, we'll get to it. We also have Clone Wars starting next week. We also have... Um, Carolyn's on the fence about Hunters on Amazon. She still needs to fully watch the trailer to see if she really wants to go all in on doing a uh, Before we make any final judgments... So, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Well, today, I don't know, whatever. You can always find us online at ScreenBeansPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at ScreenBeansPod. You can also find us on Facebook, friend us, like us, share us, you know, whatever makes you happy. You can also find us or find all of our podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, wherever on the dark web you can find us. So, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.